Thanks a lot. Thank you. This is a scary crowd. <laughs> Do you think the hole in the ozone layer is why kids like my book so much? What do you think? <laughs> well, I don't get to talk to grown-ups too often, so this is a thrill for me. Uh, a few weeks ago, I received one of my favorite letters from a kid. A boy wrote, Dear R.L. Stein, I've read 40 of your books, and I think they're really boring. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> People always ask me why I write for kids, and I say it's because they write back. And uh, it's amazing. I get um, 2,000 letters a week these days. My mailman hates me. <laughs> and the, ma the letters are incredible. Sometimes they're a little bewildering. Uh, a few weeks ago, a boy wrote to me and he said, Dear R.L. Stein, I'm so sorry to hear you're deceased. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I thought he was confused. I checked my pulse just to make sure, <laughs> about half the kids who write say they want to be horror writers when they grow up. So I think we're in for some pretty scary times. <laughs> and really, about half. It's amazing. So we might have a few more horror writers up here in a few years. Um, when I read their letters, I always wonder, I, you know, what is it? Why do they like these scary books? Why do kids like to be scared so much? Stephen King once said, we make up horrors to help us cope with the real ones. And I think that's true in a sense. I mean, I think it's a very scary world, and especially to kids these days. And I think the kind of safe scares that they get in my book help them in some ways to work out uh, some of their real fears. But I also think we all just like to be scared. I think from the tiny, when we're tiny, we just, we like and we have a sense of danger, especially if we know we're pretty safe. Um, we, we like to be scared and we like this danger. Uh, my nephew, when he was real tiny, his parents didn't allow him to have toy guns. They were very anti-violence and they hated guns and they wouldn't allow him to have anything, any kind of toy weapons or anything. And one day, I gave him um, a slice of American cheese and he bit it into the shape of a gun. So, really, and then he had, he had a gun. I realized there's this natural urge to have, <laughs> have some kind of danger. Uh, the question I'm asked the most is actually my least favorite question, because I don't have a good answer for it. Just about every letter, they say, where do you get your ideas? And I don't know why, but that's what they want to know. Where do you get your ideas? And I always want to say, I mean, it's the hardest question to answer. I don't really know. I always want to say, where do you get your ideas? Because we all have ideas, right? But um, I'll tell you a story. When I was my reader's age, there was a long stretch of woods behind our house. And somewhere near the center of the woods, there was a mound of white stones, these flat white stones, a mound tall enough to climb on. We had no idea how it got there or what it was doing in the woods. But my brother and I would go out and we would climb on it and it would be our secret fort. And in fact, all the kids in the neighborhood would come to this mound in the middle of the woods and play on it, climb around. 
but we would only go in the daytime. We would never go at night because we all believed that someone was buried under the stones. And we never talked about it much, but everyone knew the story and everyone believed it. We all thought somebody was under that pile of stones. So one night, now this sounds like one of my books, but it's a true story. <laughs> sounds like perfect goosebumps plot. My brother and I decided, let's go see, let's go at night. Let's be the first ones and check out this mound at night. And we waited until our parents went to sleep. And we got flashlights. It was a hot summer night. And we crept out of the house and across the backyard and into the woods. And we made it about halfway to the mound of stones. And we heard this clank, this clank, just this clunk, this clank of the clatter of stones. And we stopped and we turned around. And I felt, it was a hot night, but I felt this cold fear it just swept over me. And we both turned around and ran back to the house and never made it. And I realized this is a very unsatisfying ending for a story. In fact, <laughs> it's a story of extreme cowardice. But when kids ask me, um, where do you get your ideas? I want to tell them that it started with this pile of white stones. Because this was such, such a simple thing. When I start to think of an idea for my next book, I think of this and I can feel again that feeling of cold fear. I, I remember this so well. And this mound of stones was so simple, it was so ordinary, such an ordinary thing. But who knew what horror lay beneath it. And I always want to say that's where I get my ideas from this mound of white stones. Um, thank you very much. Uh, does anyone have any questions for me? Yes. As um, you were speaking of ideas, as someone who continuously writes book every two weeks, I was um, an aspiring writer young, while I was younger, but I'd start these stories with these great ideas and never finish them. So I have a computer disk full of stories that I never finished. How do you get past that, that block? I do it by uh, thinking of the ending first. <laughs> That's <really good. laughs> No, it's actually true. That's the way I do these. I outline every book before I write it. I do very complete chapter-by-chapter -chapter outlines of every book. I do all my thinking first, and then when I write, I don't have to think at all. And I, <laughs> I've done all the work, and the writing can just be fun. That's how I can write so fast. And I do the ending first, and then I go back and think of what am I going to do to keep the kids from guessing the ending? How am I going to keep them from figuring out the ending? And then I go back to the beginning. That's the way I work. Yes? Mr. Stein, uh, just like virtually everybody else in the crowd, it seems, um, I'm also an aspiring writer. And my problem is, is that every time I send out to a new editor or a new publisher or something, I always get back a letter saying, we're not accepting new writers at this time. We don't need new writers. 
and we need experience. How are we supposed to get experience? How are we supposed to become quote unquote old writers if they won't let us give it, get a chance? Yeah, I think you just write and write till you're old. I didn't, uh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Listen, we're doing, a, there's gonna be a panel on perseverance after this, which I'm gonna be, I, I didn't get published. I started writing when I was nine and I started writing novels in high school so I wouldn't have to get a summer job. And uh, so I, you know, I'd be writing a novel and I would be sending them in. I really didn't get a book published till I was 28. And I always, you know, it's a terrible thing to tell people, but mo publishers aren't really interested in publishing kids. And they're not interested in publishing people who haven't been writing and writing for a while. And uh, but the trick is just to keep at it and keep writing and writing and also to keep reading. I have such boring advice for kids, but I always tell them, you know, read, read as much as you can and read as widely as you can because you just, by osmosis, you pick up all these different styles and all these different ways of saying things. Question over here, Bob. Yes. Hi, um, my name is Winnie. I'm from New Jersey and I too and am an inspiring, aspiring writer. I was wondering though, don't you ever get bored of writing the same kind of novel over and over again? And don't you ever get resentful of the fact that people expect you to write horror stories for children? <laughs> I'm the least resentful person in the world. I'm so lucky. Um, I'm really, you know, I've been writing for kids for 26 years. I've only been a hit for three. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm real happy. But, you know, the, there are other challenges. When you write this, I love what I'm doing. I just, I look forward to writing every day. I write six days a week. I really love it. But there are other challenges when you are writing the same book over and over again. Um, it's to find new scares, to find new kinds of exciting chapter, cliffhanger chapter endings, new ways of scaring kids, and, and, and it, <laughs> you know, new ways to terrify people. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's always other challenges. But don't you ever want to try or have it like a new genre or something like that? No, at this point, I'm really enjoying it. I wrote all kinds. I've written every kind of book. And I wrote an adult book last year, even. Or I actually wrote a book for grown-ups. But I didn't enjoy it as much. Right, thank you. Question. Thanks. One more question. My name's Craig from Utah. She kind of asked my question already. But I was just wondering, how long do you think you can keep writing the same? Like, if you're doing a book every two weeks, yeah. how long before your creative streak kind of like runs out? Or how long do you think you can keep up? I mean, really. just how long, do you, how long do you plan on I'm keeping really up that I'm really glad I came up pace? here. I <laughs> I don't know. Just, just I don't know. I, I'll keep going for a while. I really, I, the kind of success that I've had with Goosebumps and Fear Street is so exhilarating. And the fact that, honestly, we have three million kids reading, buying these books every month. Three million books a month. And that's so exciting to me that we've gotten the kids of this country reading and developing a real reading habit going back month after month that it really does, I don't think about being tired. It really keeps me going. It's so thrilling to me. And do you have any other like goals or plans you'd like to accomplish? No, this is it. This is it. I've got, <laughs> this is enough for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>